Hi everyone, how are you doing today? Um, I, I truly hope everyone is being safe, um, healthy, and doing everything they can, practicing social um, and all the other things that we need to do follow the spread of um, this virus. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to dwell too much on that today because I know that everyone and their brother is dwelling on that. Um, but I think it, it it would be remiss if I didn't, you know, mention that. I think everyone needs, you know, play by the rules right now and stay safe. But the other thing I'm going to talk about a little bit today is is running form. Still running form in particular. Um, think form is in most people's uh, training plans. Not a drug. And, and what do I mean by that? You know, there there are people out there who are still doing the pace and mileage based training. And well, I'm not one of them, but there's still people out there doing it. And, and of course, then there's the other avenue of time and intensity, duration and heart rate based training. And so you find too many times and triathlon, they're all. All their workouts, how intense they were, how long they were, what effort they were at, what their pace was, but they never talk in their workouts about running form. And do their coaches actually give them run form tips and videos to help them become better runners? And it, it, it's essential. If you want to be a great runner, if you want to be a great triathlete, I saw a guy the other day said triathlon isn't about running. And I, you know, I, I, I almost passed out when I heard that. Because I said to myself, every great Ironman champion is a runner, more so than a cyclist. So I, I don't know where his logic came from for that. But if you're going to be a good runner, and if you're going to, and, and when I say a good runner, I don't mean good in comparison to anyone else. I mean good in comparison to yourself. If you're going to be a better runner, if you want to achieve better results in your races, then one of those key ingredients that goes along with the training is being able to have good form. You know, Two times, um, people get hill workouts, right? Coaches put hill workouts in. And there's reasons for hill workouts. But a lot of those reasons are miscommunicated. You know, I basically use two forms of hill workouts for my athletes. I use a medium effort hill, hill and I use hard effort hill repeats later on down the road as conditioning increases. And But there's a purpose for hill repeats. And the purpose for hill repeats isn't just to go out and have a hard workout or to go out and try to get faster. There's other benefits that come along with hill repeats. One of my favorite things is, is when an athlete comes to me and says, I'm going to go qualify for Boston, and I'm going to use this course because it's a downhill And I say, why? They say, because it's fast. You know, more athletes have worse runs, worse times on downhill courses than they do on flat or rolling courses. And the reason for that is they don't know how to run downhill. And there is an art to running downhill. And it's an art that can be practiced. It's a skill that can be practiced. And it's a skill that should be practiced, especially if you're training for a downhill course. Even now, as you know, Boston now looms in September. So now we're thinking, okay, a whole new training cycle, getting ready for that race. Anyone who's running a marathon that's been postponed in September, you're in a whole new training cycle going into that race. What does that mean? It doesn't mean you should get, look, if your race got postponed, you should not be, in the same week of the training cycle, race was, it's, it's just because if you're 15 weeks into your training cycle, your race got postponed, the thing to do is take some of the intensity out and 
erase date. Now let's go back to working on some key issues that are going to make me better for this race date when I start the training cycle over again. And what, what in fact does So that means practicing uphill running. It means practicing downhill running. It means dialing in good form. If you're swimming, it means dialing in form there. But I'm not here to talk about swimming today. I'm here to talk primarily about running. So I'm going to keep that out of it. Um, and we're going to talk about how do I run uphill? How do I run downhill? What are the benefits for me in, in each one? You know, when I take athletes through a training cycle, I start them off with a big base session. And during that base session, I talk to them a lot about form, how to lift the feet, good body position, less impact. You know, one thing there's never think about, something that I always tell my runners is sound on the ground. What do your feet sound like when they hit the ground? And how long is that foot on the ground? Those are the two really big keys to becoming a better runner. Listen to your feet. If you're running along and you hear your feet slapping the ground hard or pounding the ground hard, that means your form is off and you need to relax a little bit, dial those feet on and off the ground a little bit faster. And nothing can be a bigger benefit to you than an uphill and downhill running training. Those are the two places where I see probably the biggest mistakes in training cycles and in racing cycles. I take my athletes through the, the base period of their, of their training which generally is pretty boring for them, and, and most of them don't like me during it, but they see the benefits as, as the weeks and months go on. As I come out of the first base weeks, maybe seven, eight weeks in their training cycle, I start to give them uphill repeats. But those uphill repeats are at a medium effort. They're not a hard effort. Too many people want to bend over and drive up that hill thinking that there's a lot of benefit from that. When early in the training cycle, there's basically no benefit from that other than you're loading your quads and you're getting overstressed. So when you're doing it in that early part of your training cycle and you're doing uphill repeats, you want to focus on your form getting up the hill. Yes, you want to, you want to run up at a higher um, heart rate. You want to be probably in zone three. You're engaging a little bit of the fast twitch fibers there, but you really want to practice running up the hill. Not like this. This is what too many people do when they get up the hill. They lower quads and they drive up a hill. You want to get up the hill with very light, fast feet. You want to run into hills. I tell you, if you look up, guess what happens? Your legs get out in front of you. If you're looking down, guess what happens? Your body comes over top of your legs. So you want to be running into that hill when you're practicing these medium effort up repeats. And you want to be focusing on lifting the knees, getting the foot plant right at the midfoot. Uphill running, hill repeats early on in a training cycle. They're about strengthening your ankles. They're about strengthening your calves. And they're about actually helping you become a better formed runner. And those should be just your focuses in an early point. If you're doing 10 by 60 hill repeats, right, you want to add a medium effort. When I say a medium effort, for me, that's a zone three effort, right? So you're going you're gonna to get up that hill and you're not going to overstress. You're not going to load the quad. You're going to think about light, fast feet. You're going to run that hill, up the hill, not look down the hill into that hill, just like you were running on a flat. And you're going to find that that relieves a lot of the stress on your body. And that also takes away a lot of the fatigue that you would feel if you were bent over and driving into that hill. Focus on that. And in my, I just released my book again. And I know it says beginner marathons, but you know, the first beginner marathon guide, because the it's built into this book is the beginner training plan. But the whole book itself is about all these things that I talk about. Running form, equipment, strength work. There's a new in there. It'd be very better. I, I think 
think it's beneficial to anyone to read it. And of course, there's always, you can address questions that you find to me. But again, early in the cycle, we're going uphill. We're going uphill at a medium effort. We're focused on good body position, maybe here, running into that hill with light, fast feet, lifting the feet and turning them over to get up the hill. Ankle strength, we're developing calf strength, we're developing better joint function, and we're developing better overall running form. So it's key that you don't overwork hills, which is a big, big problem I see in a lot of people's training programs. We really need to get of the mentality of harder is better, because harder isn't better. Harder is just more fatigue. Oh, that was a great workout, I'm so tired. Or, well, that was a great workout, I just had a nice I'm going to go home, I'm going to fuel up and spend the rest of my day. Or I just went out and ran as hard as I could possibly run for an hour and a half, and now I'm going to go home and crash on a couch. You know, that there's different benefits to everything we do. And so in early on in the cycling, if you're working too hard going up hills, you're defeating the work later on down the road. Now, again, as we get later on down the road, and we start going into, into what I call this harder interval repeats, then again, yeah, you're, you're pushing the pace more up the hill, but you're not changing the body position. Again, it becomes more about leg drop and staying in this great body position, running into the hill, driving the elbows back, getting the feet up, getting turnover going, and generating the heart rate effort rather than bending over and driving into the hill and burning out those quads and doing all those things that aren't going to give you the kind of benefits that you want. Again, in any workout that you do, you really need to be focusing on becoming a better runner, not just a longer, faster runner. And there's a difference. To me, there's a difference between the two. You know, I'll, I'll go out and run with people, and, and I can, like, like I love, I'd love to run with Patty Brockman because P Patty Brockman runs, runs. She's got great running form. She's got great turnover. She runs very, very easily. You know, it's, it's form. And, and she's not worried about her pace how, and how fast she's going. It doesn't cross her mind. And it, or can I can go out and run with someone who has horrible form and is out there pounding out six-minute miles forever. We're not forever. I can. And <coughs> excuse me, I don't. I don't enjoy seeing that because I don't really think they're they're optimizing and maximizing their potential. You know, if you have the potential to go really fast, and one thing that's going to help you go faster is good running form. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> this isn't the virus, by the way. This is just a cough. Um, Form, uphill, form, downhill. What really brought this question up is Chris had, had a post up. Chris me into doing these things. He had a post up where he was talking about downhill running. And he, he said to me, you know, make a comment or do a video on downhill. I can't do a video right now. Uh, it's pouring outside to begin with. But one of the things I think focus on, again, with your down, too many people get their legs out in front of them. You're too worried about down that hill in front of you and staying in control. This puts a tremendous amount of impact on the entire. Those legs are. This is a tremendous amount of impact on the body. Run into downhill course where you. Good downhill runner. I say no. Not everyone is. Some people can run down a hill and run down a hill really fast and they get those flats and guess what? Nothing's left because their quads are burnt out because they didn't go down the hill smart with good form. And again, we're talking about feet under the center of mass and good body position. I control my downhill pace, my body lean. If I want to go fast, lean. If I want to slow down, 
I lean back. And there'll be a time I lean back. My feet are going to land out in front of me, but just a little bit, slightly enough to slow me down. The other thing, a great way to slow down when you're doing downhill running is butt kicks, believe it or not. If you're going you're down a hill and you want to get a little bit more control, just start bringing your heels up to your butt in the back and you'll find out how that slows you. But these are all body position issues that you can change that are going to allow you to be a better downhill runner with better downhill running form. That better downhill running form is going to translate into less stress on your legs that you're going to need later on when you get down to the bottom of the hill. One of my favorite things is like I, every year I, I do a Boston Marathon video, right? And and I think that the two videos that I've done, I, probably 60, 70,000 people have watched. And I talk about how to run the Boston Marathon because everyone gets to the Boston Marathon, they think it's a hard race. The Boston Marathon, if the weather is good, is probably one of the faster marathon courses that there are. And the reason being is it's an, it's an elevation loss, right? It's 1,500 feet of elevation loss along the course. But the problem is in the first 10 miles, the biggest part of the downhill sections, everyone's running too hard. And then they get into the rollers and, and through Brookline and, and heading into town, they're going through the rollers. Legs are starting to get more and more fatigued because all the impact and pounding that they overran in the early part of that course. And then they get to the Heartbreak Hill. And I don't even know why Heartbreak Hill is called Heartbreak Hill because I think it's 120 feet of elevation gain over a mile and a quarter. That's not even a hill where I come from. So, but the problem is so many people have wasted their legs in those first 19 miles that when they get there, they have nothing left. And so the hill wears them out. And then from the top of there, it's six more miles downhill home. If you do 10 or 11 miles within yourself with good form, haven't destroyed your legs, you're going to have those legs left for that final six home and have a great race. Look, about 92% of my runners PR at Boston every year. Every year I send them they PR under, under all kinds of conditions because they run the course the right way. You know, and that's one of the things you need to think about as, as you're training and moving through a training cycle, moving to a course. Am I running on a course that is familiar to the course that are similar course that I'm running on on race day? You know, we have this crazy thing called muscle memory, right? And if I'm if I'm training for Boston, one of the things that I'm doing is I'm going out and I'm running on a course where I'm going downhill for long periods of times and then flats and rollers. That's the way I'm training because I'm going to let my body knows what that what that feels like over and over and over and again. Race day, there's no shocks, and when I ask it to go, it goes. And through this training and the downhill, and I think, and I would probably venture to say that. 95% of the people who train don't practice downhill running and practice uphill running. They run up hills, but they don't practice the form that it requires to be uphill or downhill runner. When you're running down a hill, again, same thing. I'm running. My eyes are straight out in front of me. I to look down this hill. It's only natural for that to pull my body forward. And now I start to get out over my legs. And now my form gets really wonky. I've seen people get so far out over their legs that they just start losing balance and go down. Um, you want to stay in that great body position again, this slight lean from the ankles. You want the feet coming up and down under your center of mass. You want to quicken the pace of your feet. Use this to make you slower, to make you go faster, and practice that over and over and over again. You know, for trail runners, it's a little bit different. You get on these single tracks, it's very, very difficult. One of the things I like to do when I'm running downhill on a trail is kind of do a little bit of side-to-side where I'm taking a little bit less this way all the way down the hill, but able to keep my pace up. 
You know, so there's a lot of little intricacies that make you a better runner, not just running harder, training harder or training longer, but training smarter. And training smarter as a runner means developing the cardiovascular system first and developing great running form. I guarantee you, running form can knock time off of your races. Running form can knock tremendous amount of time off your races. The other most thing running form guarantee running form your injuries if your form is better if your impact time on the ground is less you're going to have a lot less injury risk than the other runner who's out there pounding the pavement again listen to your feet when you run light fast is something i would is a mantra a lot of my athletes use light fast feet light fast feet light fast feet and it's funny because sometimes i'll have i'll have them come back and say, oh, I was running next to this guy. His feet were so loud, I couldn't stand it. You know, that's a person who, who has learned to listen to their environment, right? Don't disturb your environment as a runner, as a cyclist, as a swimmer. The more quiet you are, the quieter you are, the less disturbance there is, and there's a pretty good chance that there's less impact going on around you as well. So keep that in mind. Form, 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 form. Right now, when we're in this crisis, um, and when you get out, if you get out to run, you know, make the next couple of weeks about a focus on form on everything that you do with your running. Um, you know, think about think about the things that are important. Think about the sound. Think about light, fast feet, body position, turnover. You know, those are the things that are going to make you a safer, faster runner without putting a lot of extra effort into it. Um, again, I hope everyone is safe in, in this time of, um, of, and I don't know if I'd call it a crisis, or, but it is a crisis because especially here in New York where we have hundreds of thousands, of, you know, affected and, um, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, but I want you all to be safe. I want you all to be healthy and, you know, practice good training, uh, technique, practice good running form, um, practicing your head on straight, um, getting ready for your race. Um, you can, if you want to buy my book, it's, um, it's only $14.99 and it, the beginner marathon comes with a plan in it. Um, if you are an intermediate or, or advanced marathon, um, person, then, um, there's plans that are set up for you in Final Surge. It's a, a cleaner, better version of Training Peaks, in my opinion, um, where you can track your workouts and have your workouts emailed in and out. It's $14.99 for the book. Let me know. It's an e-book, so I can just, I drop it right into your email. Um, if you have any questions, um, you can always reach out to me, prsfit at gmail.com. As always, be healthy, train smart, have fun, and I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to be doing more of this.